anything up in the great white north not white right now i hope for your sake <laughs> all right michael sparling can you hear me okay good morning i couldn't up until you okay, accepted guys. my request to join i was a little, guys, I was a little worried for a second there on like so could you please give me a thumbs up if you can hear me you want to repeat michael and ask them can you hear emma send a comment if you can because her microphone is on and we're not sure it's working that's why she was pointing to her lapel there i thought it was you i bet commenting it wasn't on, on. Shirt there. how about now oh mike could, could you guys <laughs> okay everyone's thumbs so, up apparently they you know it's you. so funny from far away couldn't hear you at first but now you can okay till you started with the great white north okay so you, Til you, you said great white now. north i forgot this really yes okay. i can all right looks like how are you what's going on i'm good the exciting news is I was stung by a bee last night, so I don't know if you can see my my puffy uh, cheek there. <laughs> it's so distracting because it's itchy as hell right now. That's unimportant, but unavoidably at the top of my brain right now. You know, I'm, like, so <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to block it out, Ray Hunt style, but it's... Was it a, a wasp? Yeah. So I'm in yeah. my, and those hurt for days. Like about 36 hours, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and it, I don't know, can you tell? It's all swollen. I feel it's all puffy from like, I guess, like oh, your, your little dimples are. Yeah. And the, the interesting part is I get stung way up here. But I feel it more down here, like the, the swelling or inflammation drains down similar to, you know, fluid. So, it's weird. I know. So what, well, what's up with you? What are you, uh, of getting stung or what's on your mind? I really think the bald-faced hornets are trying to move into the barn. They have done that before when I've left an empty stall. Because I, the horses are out a bunch right now. So, but I'm bringing them in, like I'll bring them in this morning because I'm going to ride through them today. But I think they're trying to move in. And so Willow and, uh, or Willow, Davina and Maggie were kind of stomping individually. Like there was one, I don't know if it was a scout or something, but it was kind of bugging them. And I'm saddled, I don't remember, I was saddling somebody in the aisle way. And it's kind of buzzing around me. I remember last year I got stung by many um, wasps or the, the yellow jackets right. uh, last year, but they're not out yet. Right. And I have never been jumpy about flying things just because but I'm jumpier this year. Mm -hmm. Freaking thing. Son of a bitch comes right over and bites me or stings me. I don't know what they do right on my ear. 
And I was on the phone with Kip at the time and I'm like whacking, you know, my AirPod went flying and I'm like, God damn it, you know? Oh, it hurts so, way worse than the, the, the yellow jacket sting, but it went away really quickly within a couple hours. So I don't know if it was an actual, just a pinch or something, but it hurt sure. way worse girls than needles. Yeah. It hurt like hell. It's like, what the hell? The other thing, by the way, funny. So the barn swallows have not been in our barn for years, which is sad because we love to see them, you know, in the barn. Well, you know, our barn's 60 feet long. And so they have many rafters to choose from. And they choose the rafter right over where I saddled the horse. <laughs> I wonder why. So this is an exciting remark show. We're talking about bee stings and bird shit, but I can't remember which collar it was. I think it was this. Anyway, in spearfish, did I tell you I got shat on? Like, while Buck was talking at the beginning of class. And I was like, wow, there's a big you know, raindrop. I must be sitting because there's some leaks in the roofs and wet spots in the arena. So I just shifted over. Come to find out the whole class, I had like streaked down my whole back on my hat, the whole nine yards. No one told me anything. So I put this shirt on this morning and I had a little spot of bird shot on it. Like, apparently I've worn this shirt since South Dakota. <laughs> Good morning. Well, I think it's probably so, relatable because most of us suffer through some sort of bee thing. I really hope everything's okay outside. I really should have gone out and walked out there. I have so many more horses on the property. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. Good morning, Lisa. Birds are not good at picking nesting locations. Yeah, but they're so pretty and cute. Uh, anyway, it's funny how they attract the cat. Oh, the cat is settling in. She out with the herd yet? She well, knifey as she was. She's just out with Novella and uh, and Rook just right now. Oh, Although I'm strategizing, but I was bringing two more horses on, so I didn't. Um, I haven't done anything yet. But so you remember how she was pretty severe with Rook, and I meant to take pictures for you this whole time. I've never seen Rook laying down as much as she, she lays at Katniss's feet all the time. So it's ex exactly what you were saying. Ex exactly. So just whoosh, like, Brooke thinks she's the greatest thing in all the land. Yeah, me too, Lisa. Hmm. So anyway, very interesting. She's settling in great. But we, first of all, have you done, do you have horse stuff to report? Because I feel like I talked. No, yeah, not, not too much this week. I have boot camp. Stuff will come up as we're talking that relates to that, but nothing, nothing that <laughs> okay. I'm trying to share. Go for it. Yeah, it sounds like you so got some stuff Katniss. to talk about. All right. So I wrote her a couple of times. And you know her, very obedient, super duper, duper obedient. Although it was very interesting because I rode her up in the coverall, obviously, but she, we literally had to do short serpentines. 
Yeah, and not because really? she was gonna run oh. off, but because she was not with me. Like, so it would have been fix, 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 like a million times. But I had like this idea that I was gonna, you know, do a 25 to 35 minute ride and move on. Well, it was like an hour by the time I got her with me and then we did something. Yeah, it was really interesting. Sure. But see all oh. these things. She was worried or thinking about the other horses or the coverall was unfamiliar and some Sean, spooky. good morning. Um, Sharon. Sharon. Yeah, Sharon, oh my gosh, Sharon. Hi, good morning. Oh, Sharon. Uh, is this Sharon from uh, Remy, Sharon? Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. We'll talk about Remy in a second here. Um, yeah, she was just thinking about the other horses. She, wa she wasn't scared of anything in, in the coverall. At least she hides whatever she's worried about very well. She wanted to go out the gate. <laughs> like if I had dropped the reins, mm -hmm. she would have left. <laughs> like, where are you going? Like, we're here, we're together, right? So it was, yeah, it was really interesting. And Michael, I'm so excited to find these little things that will really change because, you know, there's already so much going on with her, obviously, getting to step in after you, getting to step in after she and I already have some things going on. So we already are far further along than you would be with a brand new horse. But there are things. So I rode her twice. Uh, it's really interesting because right away after I got her with me, I went to Noah's Arcs on like a, on a longer rain. But it's really interesting to sit on her at trot. Of course, she doesn't have a big trot at this time, so you just sit sit trot the whole time. And when she, it's a very, very dramatic change when her lower back pops up and suddenly there's a much better place to sit. Mm -hmm. Much better. But it's, it is a bit, and, and the short serpentines helped, of course. So, yeah, the short serpentines, I'm sure, did a little bit for you before you even got going, but so... Noah's Arcs, you say on a loose rein, right? How much were you defining the front of the rectangle with the outside rein here and there in order to? Not really, because you know, I was using turns, kind of a lot of turns and trying to be in time with her feet and doing my best. But if I recall, because she turned, like she knows, you don't really have to make a huge deal out of like, mm -hmm. hey, you're not supposed to like twist your head or, or anything like that. So it was the turns themselves and just sitting up there feeling for her hind legs to set. But I didn't really know what to expect because I've never had a chance to ride her for that long before. You know, I've only had five minutes or 10 minutes or something like to get something done. Right. So quite the luxury to have as much time as I want to do something. So really at this point, just feeling around for two things. First of all, for her to get with me by her own choice, not, not out of obedience. And, and also 
just trying to really now take the time to memorize her movement, her natural movement, her best movement in the day, like where are we at, right? So I'll skip ahead because, but there's definitely at trot, there is huge difference in where I sit. So that would be her lower back, basically. Um, I'm saying where I sit, but as she changes her lower back, that really makes a big difference in how it feels. Like you can almost, it changes being a little bit forward to really being able to hang the shoulders back. But I wonder if shortening the rectangle, she, she's, she changes back to, to a bit of a shorter stride. And you can kind of widen her out, as you know, with the reins, but a, probably mm -hmm. will keep at the Noah's arcs more. Although the second ride, she, she got there much more quickly. But her canters um, mm -hmm. are, I'm not for sure. I, get, I have to see because that's, of course, where things really start to fall apart not so for those of you guys that don't know katniss she's very educated wouldn't you say michael like very educated very exposed very mm -hmm. broke very obedient it's just that can't really there's just a tiny element of like i want to get it across to her that that everything you do should come from the hind legs like the hind legs if you're balancing a broom on the palm of your hand like these are the hind legs so it's interesting to think okay so we define the rectangle first of all we define the front quarters and the hind quarters you know can i move your feet obviously you have all that the rectangle we can do all these intricate things with the rectangle you had that there's i think and you can tell me if this sounds right to you now I want to, to get it across to her that, that the whole thing is from the hind feet. Like everything you do. So. Yes, I'll tell you what Noah's arcs are in just a second. This is, yeah. So as we were working with her in February. I mean, we, we came to mind and with her in particular is angles of movement, you could say de degrees of collection with, with the, which with her word, you know, it's minimal, but still coming from the hind end. In other words, it's not necessarily changing the angle to something seriously uphill it might actually be a little bit downhill just given the way she's built and the way she moves even as she uses her hind leg but then we're moving toward more of a flat movement more of an elevate i mean you know so when you say balancing the broom it's not sitting back over your hind end this huge elevated thing right off the bat you're you're starting from like you said memorizing her movement and kind of seeing where we are at our worst and then see where today we can get to as our best um 
So it's almost <laughs> like the broom, but then the broom at, at what angle? The, the broom analogy doesn't get at that growth element, an angle element of the propulsion. Yeah, and I'm definitely not dictating that at all. And especially I adjusted that from the first ride to the second ride. It, it's like, and, and the more I think about it, because I've had to work the last few days. So I did something with her Tuesday, but nothing yesterday. And definitely not a shorter rectangle. And definitely not using two reins. Definitely not using two reins to try to adjust the front to back balance. Additionally, you must have changed something in her hindquarter yield because you must have after I was there, right? Yeah. Because that, mm -hmm. that whole thing where you'd go down one rein and she'd put her head down, that's gone. So, so clearly you changed that. Yeah. So I don't, and I was wondering that too, like, is it a downhill problem? And even at canter, her only thing is when she's not stepping underneath far enough with her hind legs, uh, she starts to rush because she's falling down to some degree. And I almost think I should just go to flying changes to just be like, basically to be able to do Noah's arcs. Does she have her changes? Oh, okay. It might need to be simple changes. She's still not, you know how we were just basically at like maintain gate, but don't run off. Mm -hmm. But she's limited in her ability for that. Plus I'm in a smaller space. Mm -hmm. I would be curious. It would be nice to <laughs> have a bigger space, of course, you know. Yeah. I, I guess my point is that it doesn't obviously feel like a front to back balance thing. It, it also does not definitely relate to a shorter rectangle because she's quite adjustable in her, in her rectangle. Wouldn't you say mm -hmm. it's, and I yeah. also remember Jack's went, go ahead. Well, I was going to say she's adjustable in her, her rectangle, Caitlin, but if, if she's not over or coming from her hind end, like you said, the rectangle, shortening the rectangle, being adjustable there, will just shorten the stride as part of the ability to lengthen and shorten the rectangle. It also has ramifications or the quality of movement until she, you know, whether she figures it out a little loose rein or figures it out in a shorter rectangle of soft feel, until she rounds up, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't it, serve exactly. Her. Which is great. It's so cool to have quite a different puzzle to solve when it comes to her. So remember Jack's, a quarter horse, I had you guys, a reigning horse, that his hawks did not squash down at all. So there was a puzzle to solve at 
with that horse whereby you could shorten the rectangle and he would get it done but the hawks i could only shorten the rectangle as fast in his development as his hawks would bend up and down that's not the case with katniss although it's similar because what i feel so far is that the hind leg is not coming forward far enough it can bend like i don't feel like uh, there's this wall there yeah. but it's interesting because you know how go ahead i'll read yeah. it first reading have a thought and and i would say absolutely that because i've i have felt the the compression of the hawk plenty with her it's and i felt it even with a very short stride like that squishing down but not necessarily coming through and lengthening her that's the piece that you know that the shorter stride and maybe because i've been working to shift that balance to engage the hindquarter in a shorter rectangle and being in the way of her opening up and lengthening that stride but yeah I, you said that like yeah okay that that makes perfect sense that it's not a compression it nice thing it's a length thing because yeah. the freedom in the hawk to become to be compressible that could just take time and if you mm -hmm. have a horse that is arthritic you know there's all sorts of other factors that you have to it's it's a process like a physical con condition that you you know you have to um work on and, and it's nice that that's not there of course you could have other issues like does she have a range of motion challenge in her lower back this relates to the boozy you know component that we were talking about from last week so I guess what I was thinking when it comes to that, it's very cool because it, it extends the discussion about esophageal and also the rein being disconnected from the feet or connected, you know, to whatever degree the rein is actually connected to the feet, the closer you can be to actual precision and making tiny adjustments. So if we think about, you know this, of course, mm -hmm. but I was just going to say, if we think about a horse who is disconnected, let's say in a one rein stop, where, you know, you run down the rein and it's like delay, 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 and then the hind leg goes. Okay. Well, we could say, look, somebody disconnected mm -hmm. the, the rein from the foot, which is usually the case. Mm -hmm. Either there's just nothing happens. <laughs> or worse, of course, and the two new ones that I brought in, Remy and Noah, have opposite problems, Sharon. So when I went to do a one rein stop on Remy, it's like it does not, the hind leg doesn't just go, but kind of nothing happens. Versus on Noah, his head, many years ago, was tied to his saddle, I think, or his hind leg or something. So then, of course, that means nothing. So we know very clearly what that is, but it's a little bit the same when it comes to the reins not being able to directly talk to the hind feet coming forward. Yes. To come and forward. 
kind of the same example applies, right? If you do a one rain stop, let's just say poorly, then you're, you're making things worse by disconnecting the head from the feet. That's not a very good way to say it because you can do a one rain stop pretty badly and still get a lot accomplished. But well, how am I trying to say it? If you do it really wrong, it can make things way worse, which is rare. Yeah. But anyway. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many degrees of that, of right and wrong and okay. correct and not so correct. Let's just follow to the, to the point of the soft, the soft yeah. feel. <laughs> When you do when the you soft do the soft feel, feel. oh my god, <laughs> it's so easy to get complete. Like it's like being dropped off into a field of blackberries, right? Because you can, if if you're not thinking about it connecting to the hind leg, <laughs> just very very easily. And so I'm, I guess I'm just saying by the time that you end up in a situation like we are with Katniss where so many things are awesome, but you're kind of getting to this, to a plateau where it's like, okay, but now I'm kind of sunk or I'm stagnating because mm -hmm. I have to be able to talk about degrees of flexion with the hind leg, meaning degrees of compression and the exact extension whilst you have her very directable left and right with with my legs what best horse probably i have in the, in the barn really um and even with my short legs she's you know but but you're a, you're a master at that for sure so laterally one rain at a time or even two rains you know they they will move but my ability to talk to her about compression and length is limited, very limited. Well, and the way, you know, we've talked about this before, the way you access the hind leg, particularly on horses bigger than Katniss, is through the rein, and that's not that's not my approach. I mean, that, that's not how I do it. That's not how I've done it. And frankly, I don't quite know what you're doing to get that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I do conceptually and intellectually on a level in theory, but it's not something I feel adept at to you know, chop my legs off at the knee and now let's lengthen and compress the hot, you know, lengthen the stride and compress the hocks, you know, using solely my reins, right? And particularly when you're riding, say, Davina, and your legs are, you Worthless, know, I think is <laughs> up, up on the top of her spine, you know, like, um, or up on the top of her, her rib cage. And, and that's all you have, I mean, I'd, I'd be like, no, I'm not sure how you lengthen things mm -hmm. that and way. I really... And it, I wish I, I wish I did. Like, that's one of the things that 
um, I feel would be very helpful to me uh, in helping others, I guess, as a, as a teacher, as a coach, because not everyone has the ability to bring them along with their legs the way I can, either by virtue of the length of their leg or just the gravitas that you can bring. And some horses aren't going to respond to that as well as others. Some horses, you can kick them up and they're like, yeah. Other horses like, whatever, like, you can kick me pretty hard and it's not, it's not that motivating. Right? So it's limited at times, certainly for folks that haven't quite found that feel. And it is a feel too. It's not just a strength of the leg or a length of the leg. Like, I don't know if we've talked about it, but Stephanie, you know, she's had difficulty with Godric kind of staying forward at times and kind of pushing back on her, um, kicking out. And so she started her Colt and Sheridan. Um, and, you know, there were points where he was starting to bust and she was like, oh, hell no, we're not going to create this. And, and Buck was kind of on her at, at times and like, get that horse forward. And something about the way, something about starting that Colt and having the determination to not let this happen. And I think it was relatively apparent, like he was going to fuss, but it, and it was different, his response than, um, than Godric, her, her main horse, um, and how he responded and how he moved when he fussed. And it was a little bit more up as opposed to Gun Godric would pop his butt up and kick out. Um, this is a little bit more like a buck, but it was such a half-hearted, wimpy little thing that she could sit it. So pretty quickly, she got the confidence of, he's not going to get me off. I just need to say go. But what's interesting, after years of helping her find this, something about starting that cult where it was the determination and the confidence to say, get going. She found it not by using her brains to compress the hawk to lengthen she figured out how to use her legs and her legs i mean she's not short but her legs are not near as long as mine right so it, it and again it's it wasn't just a stronger kick like she's kicked hard before but it was a mental believing that it was going to happen and a feel to the way she was using her legs so that's my little blip on using the legs to get the hind leg forward. Now we can talk about the rein to get the hind leg forward. What was Val's question? As a short person, reins to power the hind legs would be usable, useful probably. Appreciate Michael exploring this with us. Um, that was Val. People. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, that was so Val. this is what we played with with Godric in February, was the rain, you know, thing. But, mm -hmm the combination of when you get them laterally unlocked for forward, you know, if the left hind leg is, is, you know, you're using your left rein and you bring the left hind leg forward, and then the next, the mm -hmm. timing to say, go with the rest of the body. Yeah, it has to be right. But very cool for her. Very cool for her. Yeah. When you're on a colt and there, and you have that moment, like, 
it's an emergency. It's like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Now like, or never. Yeah. You're gonna go. Uh, yeah, for sure. So the thing with Katniss is she is not behind the leg at all. No. Which is great. So she's very forward, but it is a good example of where the legs are limited in terms of now we have to somehow communicate something different. And so yeah. let me skip forward to Tuesday morning. I, and I tried to film this for you guys. But I was by myself because it was Tuesday morning and I turned the Pivo. I charged the Pivo in the morning and I got it all set up. But we were in the round pen and it just did not follow her, which sucks because it would have been so cool to, to show you guys. I'll try to get something this weekend, but it won't be the same because it was brand new. So many interesting things because I wanted to see her movement loose before she put, before I put the shoes on her. And so my farrier was on his way. And so I took her into the round pen because I cannot tell what her capabilities are physically, you know, cause she is, she will go around with the shortest little stride. So you just think, okay, well, I don't know. Is she muscle bound in her shoulders? Like what she, every animal has a, has a range of motion, X range of motion and then you can change it right but i'm trying to think what what is it and you probably what would what would you say from knowing her well i've, I've said before even watching her move in the pasture her movement is very flat like even when she extends there's not a lift of the front leg it's you know people have said she'd make a great hunter because her legs or her feet don't leave the ground very far they come off the ground enough to travel forward um and you know when she does come from behind i suppose around her back it's very out and low with with her neck it's yeah, just very flat. And I know she doesn't have to be like I've I've felt her be much more uphill in, in leaping, compressing the hawk, elevating, totally changed her movement, but that seems to be her way of going without influence otherwise. Influence directing her otherwise. Well, so that oh, was you what I was thinking too, especially I pointed all this out on the non-existent video. <laughs> the, the movement from her shoulder to her knee, like the, that muscle, like I was watching it going, okay, what is it doing? Like how long can it get? Because if it can only go so far, then we have to accept that and and start with that as its baseline. So it's pr I'm like watching, watching, watching. And you know how perfect and obedient she is on the line. And she was okay, loose. 
then all of a sudden after a few minutes she was like what's going on and she takes off like and i'm and i'm standing there i have a tiny clip i think i'm standing there i took a still out of it where my back is to her and she's just running around and i'm like i'll just wait here like i'm thinking to myself this has nothing to do with me like what are you doing but she mm. is not tuned into me yet like my other horses mm. that are dialed in why would you take this, this is you they almost would not think to do it so on occasion and it, it's almost like she has this little kind of just bug in her brain or playful, like catch me if you can sort of thing pop in her brain. And I'll see her do it with other horses too, where they'll kind of be playing and then she just goes ripping off and then comes back and they kind of being a leader, they don't, she doesn't get much out of them, but she's kind of in this play. And then she just goes ripping off across the field. Like, why did you just leave? And there'll be times where if the herd is a little keyed up because of, you know, noise or wind or weather or whatever, you know, horses got out or just got turned out in a pasture and the next pasture over, you'll go to catch her and she'll be like, and then just for fun, she'll go ripping around and farting and and then she'll get settled somewhere and she'll wait for you to come toward her. And, and it's not like, I'm not going to let you catch me. I'm, I'm like wolfy and like hiding, you know, evasive. Usually she's the, you know, right up in your face, pet me, scratch me, all that. So it's, it's different from the fading away as you get there, but it's, it's kind of the same thing in a like, I'm just feeling spunky sort of way. So like what you described in the wrong crowd has that sort of feeling. It's disconnected, but it's her just kind of going, yeah. Ah! Yeah. and she'll do that even you know with other horses. It, it's it, kind of weird. It was very interesting. And the best part was suddenly I got to see her move. And her trot, mm. like she had a flying trot. I'm like, what are you doing? Holy crap. And her canter totally different. I wish that it was on video so that I could see because I couldn't see everything all at once. You know, I, I'd be very curious what she was doing with her back because of course you don't want the, the belly to the ground and that's how they're getting reached. But the, the length of her strides <clears throat> were completely different. And then her canter got that musical front foot and her even her trot hmm. where the where the feet are making little circles i was like uh, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> now i know the truth so that was i'm so glad i did it and that was without shoes it's cushy in there so not a big huge surprise but hmm. to see with without them michael it's a lot of movement. So what that tells me is this is not months and months of conditioning to get more length out of those muscles. The, the, 
changes of patterns. Yeah, mostly she just thinks that that's how she should do it, I think. And she's conditioned to, to when she's, you know, in the rectangle, this is mm -hmm. how she moves, right? To, to some degree. So I'm really excited with my new found knowledge. I don't know that it really changes mm -hmm. the technique. It just allows my mind to be free of doubt. What can she do? Can she do this? Particularly a canter, for sure. Particularly mm -hmm. a canter. Because it's miserable for her, too. Like, like she can't mm -hmm. just get into canter, at least this is my experience, tell me if it, she can't just get into canter and relax. Yeah, you don't have around, that, yeah. she, especially in a small space. She can't change direction. She can't just, just chill. And, and of course, that's mm -hmm. what you want is to be able to sit on a horse that, that can lope around till the end of time because it's just as relaxing as walking mm -hmm. to whatever degree the horse has cardio and, and balance, right? So that was fascinating. And then playing around with her in terms of her connection to me, it's very similar mentally though, like where she would just leave it, it in the arena, like she was not with me. Mm -hmm. So it was funny because it's like, I'm part of, this lady, you know, it didn't take her many laps and then she comes back. I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. what, what were you thinking? But it Bridget. took me an yeah. hour yeah. to be able to back up, change direction, go the other way, change direction, go the other way to where I could then, so we got that calm, which you're exactly right. It doesn't, you know, it's, she's not stressed out, although she did not look, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Not relaxed, she she yeah. was not like, because we don't have that kind of friendship yet. We're friends, but, but under a learning, a real learning circumstance, it, you know, or, or changing the rules, especially because she's so educated, some horses can get a bit stressed thinking that they have learned all they need to know, right? So, but but she has no clue the difference between me like standing there and being like, off you go. Or horsey and running up to her to hug her. Clueless, totally clueless. I'm like, seriously, you can't tell the difference? You kidding me? And she's like, what? <laughs> you know? So. I don't think, I don't think I think I've spent a lot of time running up to her going, horsey! Clearly. <laughs> so uh, so it, it did take me an hour for her to be able to do that. And the other thing that for me, I feel a lot better. And guys, be careful with this because it can get your head kicked in. This was not going to happen with Katniss. And I did not test it on, on the ground first. But, you know, once you get the horse a bit connected to you, being able to push the rib cage and have it swing away and then change direction and push the rib cage, physically push it, um, she would leave. So, isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's more surprising to me.
I mean, unless, unless she's in that kind of keyed up, I'm going to just go and run around. And, and she only place, ran then, yes. around like two laps. So it's not like mm -hmm. any of the hour was, although she did get a little sweaty at first. But yeah, it was interesting. Or like, you know, how she'll, she'll stand there when you swing in the flag, but there was a bee around her legs. So I put the flag between her legs to just wipe it away. And she left. I'm like, where are you going? And not like in a panic. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, girl, we have so many things that are going to be different. It's cool. So but the big, huge discovery yeah. was all right now i see what your muscles can do because she was not that tight that like a quarter horse piaffing which they do under extreme tension and then you could not you know you're not gonna be able to get them to do it again necessarily with without conditioning right uh corey says can you explain a bit more yeah. about pushing the rib cage exercise please am i yes and we'll get to the noah's arcs really quick too because i don't want to um in fact let's say that first michael is that okay or was it so yeah noah's arcs are basically i named them noah's arcs because i was watching someone and that's what came to mind so this is just a random label that we've <laughs> given it but it's basically just serpentines at trot that's all it is to varying lengths depending on the horse but i when we say Noah's arcs, we're talking about something like the goal of the serpentines being very specific, which is to shorten the rectangle one rein at a time, essentially adding a lot more compression, or in this case with Katniss, more length to her hind feet coming forward versus shortening the rectangle in the front. So with Katniss, just using it and very, like I was saying, I, I'm not shortening the rectangle because it's plenty short enough. So I'm just using the reins to change direction, but making the curve tight enough that she kind of has to adjust her way of going to accommodate the curve. This presupposes that you have each curve correct enough because if your short changes of direction are straightening your horse then you're going to get the absolute opposite effect uh you're going to have forward problems you're going to have head tossing problems you're going to have the horse getting more tight more upset feeling like you're pulling them off balance all, all those sorts of things so if you've done the short serpentine with buck which is at walk very very short curves it's the same general concept at trot so your curves are bigger but it challenges their way of going such that you can make adjustments one rein at a time to where the, the horse is making a big change so like i would do the changes of direction with katniss until suddenly i have a different bit because rounder and her hind leg is coming up and then we just trot off straight with novella totally different style horse compact plenty of longitudinal reach underneath but she would get very flat and rushy emotionally because um, she's just green and so 
you have a couple choices. You can try to contain the horse with two reins to explain to them to, to go more relaxed and uh, shorter. But with her, I just went to those little curves until her trot changed and then off we would go straight. And really with Novella, it took like two days to completely change. Uh, who, Nathan, I don't know if he's here this morning. NG, are you here this morning? He's riding at Aaron Bales. I told you, he's, he's riding warm bloods at Aaron Bales. He's riding like from free horses. Winning gajillions of money on the weekend. How fun is that? So, getting uh, the big checks. I don't think so. He's getting well paid for his rides during the week. So, even with him, it when we were playing with this on his bridal horses to really develop a fancier trot, it worked the same, and not in very many times. Like the horse figures it out. So I'm super curious with that. So that's Noah's arcs. If you have any additional questions, I will <clears throat> happily try to answer them. And if you're Horsemanship Insider members, there are Noah's arcs videos and I definitely should do more. You guys can keep bugging me about that. So Corey, the, it's really simple. It, it's just that a horse should be able, well, you want to check to make sure. And I bet you Whitney would do this now. Corey's horse's name is Whitney. I bet you she'd do it now, but I also would guess she wouldn't have done it like a year ago. So if you just stand a little bit at her shoulder and you might test it with your lead rope over your arm first and just kind of put your hands at the rib cage and gently push on them. Now we've done porcupine game in Pirelli land, which is good to teach a horse to yield to steady pressure as well. This is additional detail that I actually learned from Gary Bailey because it was one of the things that he tested on some very tight colts. Like all these things would, he'd check, check, check. And then this, there's, he has all these secret little deals that, that he'll make sure to be sure that the horse is turned loose. And it really makes a big difference. And this was many years ago, actually, where I was like, what are you doing differently in addition? Like, what is going on? So anyway, the hands on the, are asking the rib cage to swing away softly on a feel, not escaping because it's very simple to get your horse moving their feet, even with just barely a feather light touch or just moving away from pressure. That's not exactly it. It's a smooth, connected feeling of the ribs just swinging away. It doesn't start that way, especially of course, it's like oh, for varying degrees, maybe just normal opposition reflex. But Katniss does not have an opposition reflex. She's super, like, it's so cool because there's so many things that could be like, not that. These are additional details. And she was loose, but the horse has to really decide to stay with you, stay connected while you are adding that detail of swing the ribs away. Not to where you're escaping from my hand. Eventually they'll get away from your hand if your feet are still. But there's a different feeling when the horse is, is 
sharply moving from pressure or if there's that buttercream feeling between the two of you. Does that help, Corey? Mm -hmm. So the fact that, so I'll be. And so, so you're just doing that kind of independently on its own. Julie and I were talking with Scarlett yesterday about Gary's corner and the timing of when to draw. Is it with the inside front? Is it with the inside hind? You know, I was saying can kind of suggest the hind end come under in order to prepare for that reach. I mean, ultimately, you're looking for the hind end to push. I mean, it, kind of a similar thing of you know, get the ribs out of the way so you can come in a little bit more, except from a distance. You know, just a push of a feel of an energy. Mm -hmm. and so, that's what I was thinking you meant when you when you first said pushing the ribs. It wasn't didn't understand you were meaning. Yeah, so picture close. So picture we're close up now. I'm scratching her all over. She loves <clears> to be scratched. You know, she's super content. You can swing the flag up and around her and pet her down her front legs and whatever. Although that wasn't a hundred percent either after we'd have had some disconnection, but it came back really, really quickly. So scratching her all over, mm -hmm. um, scratching her belly line, super friendly and comfortable and connected. But then I should be able to then say, hey, swing your ribs and the ribs should go. The hind legs should eventually come under so that she's back facing me again. And then you guys know that you could, obviously you would want to be able to switch sides, swing the four quarters away just a bit and then hand back on the rib and the rib swings away. So there's a pliability that is very connected and when it's there, it's a great feeling. Bonnie is a great example of this because Bonnie is a little pocket rocket, so to speak. You know, she she can get going and uh, come. She would disconnect. She still did it the other day. Didn't take very long. But you, did you watch those videos at all? The Bonnie ones that did the turning loose when I turned her um turned her loose in the pen. So for those of you guys that are horsemanship insiders. And if you're not, horsemanshipinsider.com and look under the rescue horse files under Bonnie. And you can see she got disconnected. But she, when she is reconnected and we go about our business because it's just a very small time now that she's disconnected, it's a telltale sign if she will let, let me do that because it's, it's a turning loose and, and staying connected which Katniss knows all about you using one leg and that not necessarily meaning mm -hmm. go forward. That, that depending on your feel as you're sitting up there, she knows that. And she's not gonna go running off because you put your leg on her with a little energy. You know, the third method mm -hmm. of yielding the hindquarters. But from the ground, it's a great, great feeling when you can maneuver them like that. Again, be careful if you're trying this. I recommend trying it with the lead rope first. Yeah. Because... Well, that's what I was just going to say. 
you know, obviously safe with her lead rope or not, but you put a lead rope on her and she's going to be just how you want her to feel. Not done much at all in recent years, like almost never beyond getting a horse saddle going and messing around in the round crowd. So that does not, not surprise me at all. It's not something we've worked on, but it makes me think of that. Okay, we're um, like kind of spicy and you're going to come catch me. And, but now I'm going to run around like it. But, and also, and also, there we go. Also makes me think of her tendency to be obedient, but in kind of a, a reactive way, right? So I'm, I'm obediently yielding, but I'm not really connected in that yielding. I'm more kind of rushing it. And they're, they're disconnecting. So then you give her, you know, give her the freedom to just be gone. Not surprising that she's like, ah, okay. I'm gonna rush away rather than rush and stay connected. Yeah. No. And it's so fun. It's so exciting for me because because we know it's not the finished product that we want tons of great things but but to be able to find like okay so here's where we're zooming in here's where we're something to work on other than just this general <laughs> like this isn't quite right you know so it'll be very very interesting to continue to play with that and we'll see because who knows who knows how it'll be and back to the doing things in the round pen i don't do that much either anymore mm -hmm. however mm -hmm. i would assume that my horses are going to stay connected and they would i think and and mm -hmm. if they're not going to then i do think it's a good idea to play with that a bit more and and really, really test your shapes. I guess that's the other thing, right? Really test your shapes. Really test whether your communication is clear. Like Divina is a great example. I can send her with with just a feeling, or I can run up to her. But we practiced that. She did not start that way. It was a very important thing for her to know because she was very reactive and a bit scary when she was reactive back in the day. Right. And now, mm -hmm. as you know, she's super nice. So anyway, um, anything else on that? Anything else you guys? No. Not it's 7.30. What time is it? You have a little yeah. bit more time. Do you want me to tell you about Remy? Yeah. A couple minutes. Well, don't be we, too lengthy. We can talk about it another time. Sharon, I love him. That's no, if you're still here. I, I don't want to push it. I, I don't know if you saw my last text. I, not only do I have boot camp today, but we're also having a power outage at 10. So I don't want to like push it and suddenly have everything go blank here. Although I have battery on my phone, so that shouldn't be an issue. Although I'll lose my Wi-Fi. Anyway. 
<laughs> go ahead. We got a little time before that. The long and the but short. But I do have to get going it. shortly. Because when did I get him last week after the show? All right. So you remember who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Little black arrow. He is a star through and through, top to bottom, beginning to end. The horse is a star. So he got adopted by a super nice family. She has done a great job with what, what she's done. Uh, it just was something where I kind of asked about him. They kind of said, yeah, oh, we're riding our other horses. And so he and I bonded when he was 100% clean and had, hadn't been around anybody. And so to feel that come back, and have you done many purebred Arabians? I don't know about not not purebred Arabians. If I was gonna pick an Arab, I definitely would pick up a purebred or Egyptian, right? Because he's Egyptian Arab. Yeah. If you're looking for an Egyptian Arab, I know a breeder in North Dakota that had some nicest Arabs I've ever he's he's seen. amazing um but but you know no. we've heard the lore about these Arabians they're the smartest ones they're the ones that bond the most they're the, you know all of these things and I'm like smarter than an Andalusian really you know and I don't know that, that I'm not seeing like some because I haven't tested it yet but yeah, I'm not gonna do a good job of explaining it, I guess. All I can tell you is the feeling from this horse is awesome. It's awesome. So he let me saddle him, he let me ride him. She was she was riding walk track canner. They've they've ridden him on the beach a couple times. I think she said he had like 40 rides. I did get saddle him, get on, get off, and test him going forward, like Gary would have us do, and it was kind of like, Ugh. you know, <laughs> and the, the the reins were not each side connected to his feet exactly yet, and he did not travel united around the round pen to the left, and a bit behind the leg, which is what they said that he's getting more and more and more behind the leg, and yet, and I, I did not spend till the end of time it just got better but he's he's his little radar is like you know so into it that and he knows i'm listening remember the vivian's thing oh you see me like mm -hmm. we're there you know so anyway i never thought that i would be interested in an arabian an egyptian arabian for heaven's sakes i read i rode my speech coaches my best friend's mom's Polish Arabians as a kid, but nothing since then. He's like 14 one. He probably weighs 900 pounds or something. And he's black with these four white socks, but it's the mind that is, is just, he's, he's, he's in the center. So I have that, um, yellow, that buckskin Yakima res reservation Mustang here as well. So, so the, you guys have seen him in Horsemanship Insider. Haven't done anything with him since this time last year, basically. He's here now, so I'm going to get going with him again. But he is definitely was trashed 
when Debbie got him, we've done a lot with him. But the, but the difference, Michael, this is what I wanted to say, and we can think about it more. And maybe all you guys can just think about it on the different horses that you're around, because I can't quite put my finger on the words that I'm, or the concept that I'm trying to get across, but it's very obvious. So if we imagine a little ball of light that is contained, maybe this would be the horse's soul or their this source of all their energy or something. And it would be the thing that you dream is in the center of the horse. It's their spirit, it's their mind, it's their physical body. I'm just doing my best here, right? And on, in our best moments, we and our horse are in the middle. Everything about us, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical. He is a wonderful example of a horse that is in the middle in himself. Compared to Noah, who is like, it's not even, it's not even gathered. It's like, mm -hmm. and he's not overly spooky, really, or any, like, he's not beside himself or, and we've done a good amount, but just walking by him in the barn aisle, like, it's just flopping his energies all over the place. Or, and then more obvious examples, like he and Remy are turned out together. So like last night um they're in grassy fields so they didn't have anything to feed them but you know i just went out to give them scratches and he's like, oh, like this but he comes he comes to you in his, very very organized whereas noah just flops along and it's not because his body is floppy and it's like and you can feel his energy just sloshing onto you you're like what is First of all, collect yourself, and then let's connect. Mm -hmm. I, does that any of that make sense? I mean, it's really obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. I'll have to think about it with different horses. But as you're describing, I'm going the source, the source. You know, like that sense of. You know, like we were talking after Santa Cruz, someone's arms and legs and everything being connected to their core, being one fluid movement, them being confident within themselves, connected, coming to you as a whole versus like just body parts going everywhere. Just, yeah, I I don't have better words than, than you just offered there, but it definitely makes sense. And I can, I can... identify what you're saying without having any so one thing that just pops to mind as you were talking is so of course the lore of the arabian horse and this particular one you can totally envision it is that out in the desert you know they come and sleep in your tent with you and then you do you know you do everything together they drink out of the same water bucket as you do all, all this stuff well this horse is so collected for, that you can imagine him curling up in your tent 
within his own little space in his little basket. Right. Like you can totally envision that versus most horses. Like as best you could imagine would be them. Even if they were going to lay down, they'd sprawl out. <laughs> but you can imagine them standing still and cocking a leg or something like that. But they're still taking up all this space. Whereas he could curl up like a cat. This is just the feeling and just stay in his little corner, just like a cat, just like a cat. I don't, I don't know. So you guys huh. think about this. So we can talk about it next week. And Val said that there, she's owned Arabs and might again. Yeah, let's start a whole Arabian movement. I mean, I don't know. It's just ultimate exploration for me. Cause I'm like, I, I, I'd never ridden an Egyptian Arabian. Ever. <laughs> so, um, they, they, she said they're intelligent and set, have funny sense of humor. Val, have you heard that they bond, they super bond with one person? That's what my farrier was saying is like, they're very friendly to lots of people, but th these ultimate bonds, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's, bond quickly. She said they can outsmart their human. The thing is, Val, I'm totally used to that with the Andalusian and the Lipizzan. So, you know, heck, oh yeah, Lisa had three. Heck yeah, my three horses would sleep in a tent with me. Jake would be a what is a bed hog? Oh my god! Bed can you imagine Jake? He'd take up. You'd just sleep on him. That's all you would have to do. <laughs> I mean, Michael, a horse sleeping in the tent would never cross my, like, that's just not something that would even be on my mind until you get around this horse. You're like, oh, I get it. My first Arab Ibn was fairly picky about who rode him. Oh, really? And I remember Ibn. I cleaned Ibn's stall. She and I were in the same 4-H. Club, you know, I was cleaning stalls for riding lessons at the time. So I cleaned her horse's stall. I remember him, but I never, I did not ride him. And I didn't notice him being interested in me at all. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's my story. Interesting to yeah. Yeah, and see where that so, goes. So, you know, Kip, because this is like, oh, we're borrowing him for filming, right? And I'm thinking, there, there is no way. Oh, I'm gonna how would you ever replace this horse he is I cannot imagine being like oh we'll get another one I, anyway but even he's like oh 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 it's noticeable and I did not think that a person could be more impressed with a horse than than Zorro or novella for for sure in terms of their mind what it what's what's the comment here val said my last arab was my horse no one else rode him that could have been where in i was at in my horsemanship journey or might have been our relationship that'll be interesting my farrier said the same thing he he said Although 
I have to say, that's not the impression that I get from Remy at all. And if Sharon's still here, I'm curious, because I think she got along with him pretty well. But he said the same thing. He was like, don't think just because he goes so nice with you that you're going to be able to, like, he's the gentlest horse and you can just put whomever on him. Who knows? We have to get a little organized under saddle first. <laughs> it's not perfect. He went to buck around, you know, he hops. It's you know, slinging his head and all this stuff. And I'm like, and, and so you guys go to Horsemanship Insider. Yeah. Here on Instagram, watch the last reel that I just posted. And I was talking about him as, as I would yield the hindquarters just online, as I would yield the hindquarters, he'd whip around and want to block me out with his eyes, right? With his head, block me out with his head and want to change direction the exact same thing i wished i had this on video because he did the exact same thing which is not a surprise with the saddle and i had that back cinch snug because i didn't know how well my saddle was gonna stay on him can you guys hear the horses winning yeah so so anyways, but he wanted to do the exact same thing, exact same thing. And I'm like, yeah, so this is precisely why we practiced it because you can't just randomly whip around however you want when you're little tight forward, around, forward, straight, calm, you know, forward, around, then yield to your hindquarters, then go forward. So it didn't take him one or two times to figure that out. But if I hadn't been onto that, it would have been a much more drawn out thing. And knock on wood, he's not super interested. The other thing, Michael, so at first ride, and it wasn't perfect at all. Like it really wasn't. Wait, no, we're, Remy. We're talking Noah now? This is Remy, this is all still oh, Remy. Talking. So if you go to Horsemanship Insider on Instagram here, you can see that tiny, it's like a 40 second row. I felt like he would be the horse you would just want to pull the bridle off and just ride him around till he was with you. Once again, not things I generally think about. Uh, Corey says, in general, Arabians can't... Oh, yeah, Corey has a ton of experience with Arabians. Oh, Corey, we're going to have more talks. In general, Arabians can read individual people and situations very quickly. Michael. Telling you right now, it's so cool. I wish you all could be having the exact same experience so we could talk about it. We don't need 45 <laughs> horses that we had. I'm okay, in space to work individually. Talk about. So this Mustang, the, the BLM Mustang thing is on my radar. Which I'm not exactly sure how that happened. Probably because I was I've been researching Bonnie and the Yakima reservation. So the so the Native American Indian Native American reservations. There's one in Washington and there's one in Eastern Oregon. And nice horses coming out of there. Really nice horses. Anyway, somehow that that got me on the on the BLM Mustang thing. Also, one of our younger gals that's around us 11 year old 11 years old and she did the teens in mustang thing anyway 
it's on my radar. Do you know we have 60,000 more horses than we need? Did you know it was 60,000? It's insane, insane. especially that there's so many. I wonder how many horse owners there are. Like if everyone took one, would we have enough room for a mauler? I'm sure there's more than 60,000, but not 60,000 that are gonna adopt a Mustang. It's a problem. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. we'll talk more about that because I'd like to, I've never been over to the corrals. I wanna go over to the corrals. They're, they're doing a bunch of gathers right now. So I'd like to go in September. I don't know. Very interesting. Sharon, I rode Remy in just a halter. Yeah, in lead rope, and he did great. I feel like actually better than the bit. Oh, yeah, interesting. He loved the, the snapple bit with the McCarty. He definitely liked that. But, oh, Sharon. Oh, my gosh. Loving it. Loving it. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. And the, the one thing I have to give you a big compliment, Sharon, because horses do not, a lot of times when we get horses from other, God, I feel like I'm doing a terrible job without talking. Sometimes when I get my hands on a horse that's been handled, they do not lead up. Like they drag like a sack of potatoes. Even my horses do it sometimes. And Remy, whoosh, he feels very smooth. And I know he didn't start out that way because I have video of teaching him to lead up. And it did not start that way. So good for you. For And he saddled really well. He picks up all four feet like a dream. Like he, like just, you just, they, they, when they're in your hands, he's turned loose about it. Sharon, you, you are going to be on our deal. She's going to do my, my beginning groundwork class. I'm, I'm really excited to sweep you into the deal because I can tell from this horse that you have a lot of talent. So that's very cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So what else? Anything else on all of that? No, nothing else outside of I should Because I'm going to feed and be in my office for a little bit and then I get to ride through horses today. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, well mm -hmm. that. Yep, this will be on Spotify. You can see the last few on Spotify. Make sure you join Horsemanship Insider. You guys, we need to continue our discussion and be able to, to talk more deeply. And you need to watch those Bonnie videos. I'm not sure. How what was the content? I feel like I um, missed. Basically preparing her to ride, but watching her, I, I did some preparation with her on the ground and then turned her loose. And it was her changing directions and getting really smooth and laterally. Yeah. It's, it's go to the rescue horse yeah. files and look under Bonnie. Sharon, thank you so much. I cool. appreciate and excited. Yes, me too. I'm excited too. Absolutely. All right, everybody. So we'll see you next Thursday morning at 6.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have a good week. 8.30 Central. Bye.